All right. Uh, good morning. My name is Felicia Orth, and uh, I'm president this year of the congregation, also a worship associate, other things. Um, my husband is forum chair. And just a couple of weeks ago, I was in Santa Fe lunching with a friend, and um, she has some connection uh, with um, uh, the folks who bring poets and authors to speak at the Lensic through the Lannan Foundation. And she uh, received three large gifts of contemporary poetry and some other books. This is about half of it. Um, I thought it might be a little overwhelming to bring all of it. I told her, she herself um, um, is a, a Unitarian in Santa Fe. I told her, yes, those Unitarians are a bookish people, and if I share these with people in my church, it might be appreciated. <clears throat> but I wanted to say a few words about uh, poetry, and the first phrase that came to mind was the persistence of poetry, because of course there's that nice alliteration. And I thought, I wonder if that phrase has been used before. Surely it has. <clears throat> well, sure. So I typed it into Google. Sure enough, Vitter Binner, the poet um, who lived in uh, Santa Fe in the 20s and 30s, um, he had written a collection of poems with that title. Then in the, um, I think it was the 80s or 90s, uh, they did a, a set of a collection of bicentennial essays on Keats. Uh, and that was called The Persistence of Poetry. And then, and this is probably where it's stuck in my brain because I read The New Yorker every week. Uh, uh, just about eight months ago, there was an article, The Curious Persistence of Poetry Shops. I don't know if you're familiar with poetry shops. I wanted to share a little bit about that. They had a lovely picture of a poetry shop um, in Brooklyn. Uh, and they're apparently proliferating. There's one between the Manhattan and Brooklyn bridges, and they're springing up in robust literary communities. Boulder, Cambridge, Milwaukee, and Seattle. Portland is about to join the list. Um, of course, retail would not get more, much more niche than poetry, which has historically not been a lucrative proposition. But it has cachet and a dedicated um, readership. Um, and um, uh, the owners did confirm that it makes a small profit. They said that they did, this husband and wife had to go into it rejecting one of the traditional aims of stores, which is to sell as much as possible and make as much money as possible. Um, what they're trying to do is embrace art and creativity as an enterprise. Um, and uh, this formerly industrial space now is a creative space. Um, so I think that's where, where it stuck with me. Um, so exploring uh, poetry, as you know, um, what distinguishes poetry from prose uh, are the certain patterns, uh, the rhythm, the meter, uh, instead of just a sentence, you know, I will eat toast and jam today, right, with coffee. Um, it's informative and obviously follows a linear 
progression, but it doesn't have that lovely rhyme, um, that uh, lovely line running through it that gives you much more immediate access to your brain. I mean, it's much like music. This is why you can remember lyrics from 30 years ago, whereas you wouldn't uh, memorize uh, whole passages of prose necessarily in the opening paragraph of a book. I um, was delighted to see just a couple days ago uh, in the New York Times a special section on the uh, new museum. It's on the mall now. Um, uh, A new part of the Smithsonian. It's the African American uh, Museum. Uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture. And on the back of the section, just a full page with one thing on it, which is a poem by Langston Hughes, I Too. Uh, and this, the fact that the New York Times did this actually got a fair amount of attention on, uh, on the Internet. Again, it's immediate and much more powerful for the patterns um, that you hear when you read the words. I too, by Langston Hughes, I too sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America. I find that much more affecting than, for example, if that had been written out in full sentences as prose. I want to recommend one book that I don't have here to share, The Ode Less Traveled. This is by Stephen Fry, the uh, British... Comedian, you probably know him as a British comedian. He's also an author. Um, Unlocking the Poet Within. It's uh, an incredible book, really. Um, He uh, takes you in a lighthearted but very clear way through all of the poetic structures so that you know the difference between an iambic pentameter a trochee, right? Um, uh, a scud, uh, which is an unstressed syllable, um, takes you through all of the meter and the form and the rhyming structures. And one, it gives you a much better appreciation of what the poets are actually doing when you read their poetry. Two, it gives you the freedom to play with those structures, but of course you have to understand them first. And um, uh, obviously provides you with the tools um, that you you can use to write your own uh, poetry. It's a very engaging book. So uh, again, a lot of these authors spoke uh, uh, as uh, poets through the Lannan Foundation. And what I was hoping is that you would explore them, find a passage that you like, and come up and read it. Um, 
Kong. There were three of these by Dean Bender. I've been having, having a good time reading in this one in particular. And the only thing I guess, the only other thing I would say about modern poetry is that although I think the move to free verse away from the very highly structural rhyming that maybe you learned um, in, in high school or college has given folks the wrong idea about what it means to still write poetry because it doesn't mean all rules go away. Obviously, it doesn't mean that the poem doesn't still have to carry you along with some pattern uh, and um, that somewhere you're recognizing uh, those, those rhythms. <clears throat> so, grand attempt. Let us not be sad, my darling, though we must make ourselves so, arguing about who's to blame, who's shame, throwing those promise-lavished letters in the trash, the world too, conspiring to part us as lightning, must be from its cloud, the green from grass, fire from ash, honey, pride from the hive, the hoot from its owl. Let us somehow not be sorry, but soothed by those afternoons sharp as white wine, collapsed in booths, evenings entwined with the critters of ourselves, herd of antelope, nebulae of migrating monarchs never coming back, even as we grasped and gasped, every coming come to gone, the goodbye modus operandi of all bone and tongue. Even the mountain falls down the mountain. Even in a vacuum, the moon erodes. I, I, again, nothing rhymed, but I thought it was um, a, lovely, uh, a lovely poem, free verse. Um, so are, are y'all willing to sort of explore the books uh, here and maybe come up and read a passage of one that catches your fancy? You can then take it home. <clears throat> We've arranged the books around the table. So I guess I'm the guinea pig. <laughs> um, this is... Um, Petra, um, by Amjad Nasser, and um, Petra, of course, is the um, fabulous ruin in, um, in Jordan, um, which I've never been to, but I would love to go sometime, um, and this is translated from the Arabic, so um, we'll see how it goes. Light descends on us like a tongue of fire. El Sikh quickly shelters us, us with damp shade. We walk and walk into successions of fire and shadow without knowing when we might arrive. We will know, without a doubt, this great fissure in the mountain is not man-made, or at least not most of it. Its wrinkles and bends, wide, widening and narrowing, roughness and softness, spaces and masses, all can be a mesmerizing knockout blow by nature's hands, and, even, and some even say by jinn. Still, without a doubt, we will appreciate the cunning plan of those who made it into an impossible entrance to their concealed dwelling.
So this is from a book called Hum, a collection of poems <clears throat> from a Jamal May. Jamal May is a poet, editor, and filmmaker from Detroit, Michigan, where he taught poetry in public schools and worked as a freelance audio engineer and touring performer. And the poem is um, Man Matching Description. Because the silk scarf could have cradled a neck as delicate as that of a signet, but was instead used in last night's strangling, it is possible to marvel at the finish on handcuffs. Because I can marvel at handcuffs, pummeled by stones until shimmering, the flashlight that sears my eyes is too perfect to look away because a flashlight has more power on a southern roadside than my name and blood combined. And there is no power in the very human frequency range of my voice. And my name is dead in my mouth. And my name is in a clear font on a license I can't reach for before being drawn down on. Because the baton is long against my window, the gun somehow longer against my cheek, the vehicle cold against my abdomen as my shirt rises, twisted in fingers, and my name is asked again. I want to screech out, swan, I am only a swan. I'm Carol, and I found uh, Alberto Rios' a small story about the sky, and it's called Eddie's. Her feet lays upward over the side of the couch as she lies there, the left one, occasionally making buzzard circles as if she were dialing operator, an old rotary phone or Conversely, as if she were trying to write a big capital script letter A, carefully again in the third grade, and wanting to be good at what she does. Today she's reading. Nothing much else happens. The foot stops, then starts again, until the whole of summer itself goes by, all of it without her noticing. This is from the selected poems of Corsino Fortes, and it's translated from Portuguese. So a million years ago, I used to um, speak Portuguese. So um, this is short, so I thought I'd try to read it in Portuguese because it sounds so lovely, and then I'll read you the translation. E lá, sol e semente, raiz e relâmpago, tambor de som que floresce a cabeça calva de Deus. And the translation is island, sun and seed, root and lightning stroke, drum of sound that flourishes on the bald head of God.
Thanks, Felicia. What a great forum. So this is uh, Smugglers from Ailes de Bilczak, translated from the Slovenian. That's what it says. Advice to a young poet. Before we let ourselves be caught like whimpering dogs, In front of shacks the owners have abandoned the gnawing fear of unknown cannons. Underground tunnels to free territory. Before we let ourselves be revealed like prophets, miss the reports on the rights of animals and plants, overlook the stones, we choose to warn dreamers and sing humble sermons. Before we let ourselves be disgraced like merchants, take boys and old women from solid houses. Not much is needed to do this, if you ask me, only a corrupt character and the breath of a fleeting cuttlefish. Before we let ourselves be sunk like admirals, lose our compass and the family silver, I would like to say this, to the core of all things comes only the one who does not rule but serves. That really spoke to me because this morning I was reading um, a really horrible story about uh, uh, Aleppo, and I think that was fairly timely. Thanks. I've got one that was not on your table. Um, This is from Mary Oliver. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes, to let it go. To let it go. lucky enough to claim Mary Oliver as a Unitarian. She actually gave the um, Ware Lecture at General Assembly some years ago. All right, so Chuck sent me uh, three. Um, Ave Felicia. Poetry, essence expressed, superfluous words edited. A moment, perhaps a surprise. Haiku captures the fleeting 575 rigid form. <clears throat> For myself, haiku-ish must do. Few lines, words, singular in thought, I offer to you. May peace, love, and joy be with you and with all. <clears throat> The next one is summer. Rainbird over my shoulder, bright sun, azure sky. And finally, boa. Boa consorts with garden hose. Herpetologist consulted, 
Diagnosis, reptile dysfunction. Anyone else? Oh, good, Terry. This is from Brooklyn, an antediluvian by Patrick Grossell. And um, I was really attracted to the title of this poem. It's Ode to Eating a Pomegranate in Brooklyn. Be one of my favorite things to do, I'm sure. Uh, when I fall in love again, I will have another heart and a second set of eyes, which is one way to watch the woman you love grow old. The story of my heartbreak started like this someone gave me a key that opens many doors. I traded that key for one that opens only one. I traded that for another and that for another until there were no more doors that I had a fistful of keys. And at any given moment, only part of the world is gruesome. There are pomegranates in the fridge waiting to be broken open. When I fall in love again, my beloved and I will spit seeds into the street until the birds come to pluck them. When I fall in love, I'll count the tick of the little pits in the city puddles. I'll forget the dead and count the doors instead. I found another poem in this same book um, uh, that reminded me in um, October on the 23rd, we're having um, Ellen um, Morris, um, Morris Bond come and speak about a new website that um, they've developed It's with uh, self-help uh, for people who are depressed or suicide inclined, and the idea is to try to get help to people. Um, so this one is called... Um, how to get your gun safely out of your mouth. Go ahead and squeeze, but not before you put on some tea, clean two cups, lift shades, and pin back curtains. Not before the end of this song, before dawn reaches in, before you turn the page, or a woman apologizes for dialing the wrong man again. Not before you learn her name, how to pronounce it, how to sing it, with and without regret catching in your throat. Are you done? Go ahead and squeeze after the hinges are reinforced on all the doors. The house secure from storm or intruder. Your lace is tied. This commercial break over. Drywall taped, spackled, painted. A nail driven, a painting hung and adjusted. There is still so much to adjust, arrange. There is still time. And you write your letter. Correct every letter. Scrawl the signature so swift and crooked it becomes the name of another. Relax the jaw that holds the barrel in place. Remove the gun, point to heaven, and squeeze until the clip is empty, like the chamber. This is again Alberto Rios, a small story about the sky. 
It's my criminal notebook. I am stealing things all the time. I steal what I can from everywhere. The light, the air, the music that matters most to me, I carry it all away neatly, invisible in word. Valises inside unfathomable thoughts attached to the magnet. Harvest of a song I'm singing. Nobody, nobody is the wiser. <clears throat> I carry everything away with me using rhyme dollies and spelling knots. The police have not caught on, but I am at large. Unwieldy and unstoppable, I walk freely. Every day, everywhere, all the time, in spite of having stolen horses and kisses, the stars themselves, more than one, more than once. I steal, I steal, I have always stolen. Be careful of me. When you see me, speak quietly and do little. Do not let me notice you. Get away if you want to be safe. Get away.